I don't know what band that is, but I bet there was dope smoked at it. It's not really a stimulant that we're going to talk about today. It's more of a downer. More of a uh, go eat Cheetos all afternoon and then watch South Park for eight hours straight. Hey, it's the Dryline Farmer Podcast, and I'm Brent Carlson. As always, your Dryline Farmer Podcast host. And believe it or not, Landon made it back. Landon, you better say hi. Hey, how's it going, Brent? Good to be back. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, it's been a week. It's been wild. It's been woolly. I hadn't done anything but maybe a few, sort of few cattle here off of wheat. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was about 28 degrees today, but uh, of course it didn't rain. It didn't snow. It didn't do anything but be cold. And it it actually wasn't windy, which is hard to believe. We're we're on a count now. They have it every uh, Amarillo weather station or news station has a counter. We're like 115 days without any measurable precipitation. And there ain't no hope in the forecast for anything to break that record. So we're just going to keep going on and on. And uh, it'll probably start raining about April 17th because that's when we start planting corn. So, yeah, that always uh, puts a bright light in everybody's eye. It, it really gleams. I know Landon's always does. Well, it's getting to the point where kind of rooting on the streak. Like, we're, this is impressive. I kind of like this dry weather now. Yeah, you're pretty sadistic there, Landon. I, I, I always knew you were, but, you know, I know now I know you are. You know, I, I bet you didn't even listen to my bonus track that I released to the Dryland Farmer podcast on Saturday because I know you were probably doing something else. But uh, I talked about how I'd probably be the only person in the entire country who was going for the Patriots, not because I like them, just because I like to see a record get broken. Well, this is a record I would like to see broken maybe, I don't know, three months ago. It's just, it's a wonderful thing to see something just go on and on forever and ever and not have anything to show for it. Well, we're going to talk about a crop today, since this is a uh, farmer-based podcast. Uh, Finally. Yeah, I tell you what, sometimes you just, you got to go back to your roots. I mean, that's not, this not necessarily my roots, but we're about to talk about this this week, but uh, it's got roots in it, I guess, and they probably try to smoke it. It's marijuana. It's legalized marijuana. It's marijuana in general. Everybody loves it. Except for me, I'm not a fan, to be honest with you. It's just something that uh, has become big on the scene. Uh, we have to thank our uh, friends from, what, Michoacan and Kohalia, maybe? Paraguay is a big contributor. Paraguay. I still have yet to have any downloads from Paraguay. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe they're getting too buzzed on their smoking weed. I bet we're going to get some after today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, This. I tell you what, Landon, my budget on promotion of this podcast reaches deep into the reaches of South America. I'm right here to tell you. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I spend about as much as I do on your paycheck, so, you know, it's in the mail there, Paraguay. But, uh, no, we're going to talk about growing marijuana, financing marijuana. We're going to talk about gifting marijuana. That's really a loophole in the legal system in your favorite um, states that have legalized. And we'll get to those states that have legalized marijuana here in a minute because Le- Landon's on our crack research staff, and he... And he uh, you know, he got on Google and looked those up, and he's going to tell you all about that. Oh, yeah. I've even got a bad marijuana joke for you, Brent. Oh, I believe it. I, I, I'm hanging on it. What if, why is a roach clip called a roach clip? I, I'm scared to ask. Why? Potholder was taken. <laughs> yeah, you were right. That was a bad marijuana joke. Well, we're, let's get straight into this thing. Let, since we're farmers, we're going to talk about the farming. We're really going to... We're really going to finish this uh, whole episode off with a great fifth topic out of marijuana. It involves people that shouldn't be anywhere near a marijuana store, but we're going to tease that right now in this first segment. So, Landon, why don't you tell us about those uh, those states that have actually legalized this uh, great green plant that we all seem to uh, go after so fast? Well, there's Alaska. Cold. 
Colorado. Hi. <laughs> Nevada. Strippers. Oregon. Broke. Washington. Broke. California. More broke. Yeah, the, that's a cavalcade of the 13 original colonies right there. Boy, I tell you, we'd have been a democracy so much faster if those seven states would have led the way. Well, um, let's get to uh, the first aspect of marijuana. It's farming. Since we're all farmers here, I think we can, uh, you know, most most farmers, the uh, we see a price that's high, say corn. You say you get $5 corn. What's everybody in the farming community going to do? They're going to farm that corn until it's $2 in seven weeks. That's right. Well, you just give us a government payment, maybe a, a CSP program where we can push out those marijuana seeds into maybe a no-till program, and um, we'll get that that price so cheap that even the Mexican cartels, heck, they won't even go to Paraguay to sell that stuff. They'll go to Argentina where the ruble or whatever peso they have down there will pay for it. I'm a brand. I'm not growing it. I've got a bad enough weed problem on my farm. Yeah, I've seen your crappy weed program. What if that ever... Allow for medicinal bindweed. Yeah, that would that wouldn't cure a zit. Tell you what, medicinal bindweed. It's a thought though, I guess. Well, uh, we looked up. We actually did a little research into this this farming. Uh, you know, most of it's indoors. Most, I think, almost all of it's greenhouse uh, started um, farms. I don't think they have anything open air. But um, yeah, so I got to the very first site I came to, and uh, on the uh, cover photo, under the caption, planting local roots. Colorado Marijuana Company opens Eugene Grove facility. Planting local roots. Yeah, they're really starting a, an orphanage there for, for all those kids that aren't wanted. But uh, anyway, the guy in the photo, he's not like a dude that's wearing a straw hat with a long piece of wheat straw hanging out of his, hanging out of his freaking gullet. He's got those three-inch bushings hanging in his earlobes that when he takes them out, he looks like Huckleberry Hound. But anyway, he's walking up and down these greenhouse aisles with these freaking marijuana plants 15 times the size of this cat's face, and it still doesn't have as much hair as he's got on his throat. This guy's got more hair on his face than Snuffleupagus does on a bad hair day. Brent, from the looks of this guy, I don't think he knows where he is. I'm pretty sure he's hold. <laughs> I think this guy thinks it's Palm Sunday. This is what I think. You need to go to registerguard.com slash blah, 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 blah. And you'll see this dude caressing these marijuana leaves like they're his newborn baby child. I think he's got a handful that he's stealing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's probably so stoned that he's probably not worried about running too far unless he sees a bag of Cheetos on the end of his freaking leash he's got going around his neck. He'd have a better time carrying those if he had a pot holder. <laughs> oh, I knew, that was, <laughs> I knew that was going to come back to bite us. Well, anyway... What Landon, you said uh, it takes a lot of energy to grow marijuana, actually. And uh, what you had a um, this website you looked up, they have a, a comparison on how much energy it takes to grow marijuana. What was it? It does. It says to grow 2.2 pounds indoors <clears throat> is the same amount of energy it would take a car that gets 44 miles per gallon to drive across the U.S. five times. I guess they would have used two pounds, but nobody wants to talk about a car driving across the U.S. four and a half times. I mean, who? I mean, you know, maybe we li if we lived in North Korea and you could drive across North Korea four times. Of course, I bet their county commissioners aren't just terribly on top of things when it comes to road construction over there. So they had to use the uh, forty-four mile an hour American comparison, which I don't know. Nobody's getting forty-four miles to the gallon unless you're driving sixty miles an hour with a tailwind. Yeah, with my pickup, it the energy it takes to grow two point two pounds would be like me driving to Umbarger. <laughs> And for all of you who don't live in the Texas Panhandle, Umbogger's not that far away. 
It's a uh, town where about three Catholic families live, and um, they just wave you on through as you drive by to you on your way to Amarillo. But nonetheless, where we're at, we're on marijuana farming, and um, I'm sure it's gluten-free. It may be, what's the other crap they were all worried about? Oh, yeah, GMOs. I'm sure they're going to find some problem with marijuana, and it's going to be GMO. Well, let me tell you everything. GMO is in every crop there is. It's not even a thing. It's an action that happened in the plant. So um, the only GMO coming out of marijuana is the person that it's getting blown into. Landon told me this story that I can't believe I forgot. Pac. Tupac. Tupac Shakur, you know, the cat that got smoked in Vegas here several years ago. Well, as it turned out, dude literally got smoked in Vegas after he got smoked in Vegas. Tell us that story, Landon. I mean, I, I can't believe it. I can't even tell it myself. Well, Brent, according to the World Wide Web, after Tupac was shot, members of his music group took his ashes and mixed it with marijuana and then smoked the concoction. Which would be the first ever recorded episode of four dudes smoking bud while smoking their bud. Never never before happened, and probably, I hope, never happened since. So, yeah, that's a that, that's high-end uh, American society right there. We actually did a little more looking up on farming, and um, if my calculations are correct, and they're probably not, but they could be, I read that it takes 480 gallons to make a two-pound plant of marijuana during the entire growing season. 480 gallons of water for one two-pound plant. 22.62 gallons for one corn plant in Iowa. That's right. Don't, don't, you don't even expect to get that in the Texas panel because it's just not going to happen. It, it's scary. But uh, So you think that uh, corn is a high-water use crop? Go try you some uh, some bud. See how that works out for you. Oh, yeah. Marijuana is a very high water usage crop. Oh, man. It just keeps getting worse. Well, uh, we're going to move on. Actually, I think we've got to get to our first commercial of this. Uh, we've got to get to our first commercial of this podcast, this week's podcast. And uh, uh, I don't know, Landon, do you have an idea on what it's going to be? Probably something with brownies in it. Yeah. It's, it's it's almost like you're telepathic because that's exactly what it's going to be. Brownies, it's going to be gluten-free, high-weed brownies. Brought to you by your well-known raw water and original, your original air dealers. That's right. So we're going to get to them. We'll uh, do that. And, uh, hey, we can't forget Radar Ricardo because that's about, I think, that's only the reviews I ever get is about Radar Ricardo and how everybody likes him. So, He's going to get on here, and I don't know. He might be talking about El Orno and La Nina hooking up again. God, let's hope not. Let's just hope there's not another weed joke in there somewhere. So we're going to hear from the yeah the Brownie folks, and then we're going to hear from the, our brown friend, Radar Ricardo. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. Brando's Brownies. You think you're going to the store to get some high-end Mary Jane Brownies? Only to get home and find out that they have methamphetamine, cocaine, all kinds of stimulants. Hell, we even soaked it in a pot of coffee overnight at Starbucks. That's right. That's right. You think you're going to get a downer? You think you're going to spend all weekend under the sheets? Hell no. You're going to be up on the roof for three weeks straight with nothing but a pressure cooker on your head. That's right. Tricks on you, boy. Maybe next time you'll think about buying them Brando's brownies. That's right. Because these will trick you. They'll pitch you where you don't want to be. 
Brando's Brownies. You go ahead and try them out, and we'll give you the surprise of a lifetime. Brando's Brownies, also the makers of methamphetamine that actually is marijuana. When you want to get up, you'll actually be down. Hey, Brent, this is Radar Ricardo de la Serio, bringing your Dryland Farmer podcast weekly weather update. Hey, Vato, La Nina El Orno. Hey, they're still on the, they're still on the outs, Vato. Man, El Orno, he pushed us too far. La Nina had to back off. She said she had time, she needed time to think, Vato. I don't know. Hey, man, El Orno, he's my essay. But that La Nina, man, she pitched a loco in la cabeza. Hey, Brent. I know you want to hear the local forecast for your Texas panhandle. It, it ain't good news, Vato. I tell you what, I just looked at that drop monitor. Hey, Vato, that, that red, the red part of the drop monitor, man, it's moving in on you like Santa Ana on the Texas at the Alamo. That's right, Vato. You better get your cannons ready because it's still no rain inside, Vato. 115 days today. Vato, next time we talk, it'll be 122. That's right. Well, hey, Brent, at least it's not going to be too peach or cold. Vato, it's going to be in the lower 50s most of the week. And, uh, hey, nationwide, hey, everybody else in the nation is basically saying, hey, sucks to be you because we're getting all the rain we need. I'm looking at Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, man, Vato, they're getting more rain than they can ever use. And they get rain every year. So, I don't know, maybe you need to move or something. I know some people have. Hey, Brent, that's your forecast. Now, let's, uh, what is it, the, uh, Oh, yeah, the Brando's Brownies, Vato. Hey, Diego got, he got a whole, like, he got, like, an economy pack of this stuff, Vato. He thought it was marijuana. It turned out to be anything but a downer, Vato. Man, he's been, he's been up since last week. I mean, Vato, you said something about a pressure. He keeps calling himself, he keeps calling himself Captain Taco. And I, you know, last time he did that, it was my sister, Quintiniere. And Vato, let me tell you, it didn't turn out good. But, uh, hey, buyer beware, huh? 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 Hey, this is Radar Ricardo. Adela Serio. Back to you. Well, thanks, Radar Ricardo. It's always a pleasure to hear that weather forecast. Unfortunately, you didn't give us any water or any moisture to put into it. Well, before we move on from the farming to the, our next aspect, we got to get into the uh, integrated pest management of marijuana and um, what kind of uh, effects it can have on our little friends there whether they have six legs or eight legs. Landon, you saw some real interesting studies on spiders. Could you give us a little lowdown on what you found there? Yeah, it's very interesting. Research shows that spiders that are high on marijuana tend to build messy webs, are easily distracted, and give up easily. I've yelled at a lot of spiders, but I've never had one lose its focus. <laughs> can you can you sneak up on a spider to make sure they're doing their job right? I mean... I've never seen a spider that got frightened. I didn't think they could get frightened. I'd like to see a messy web. <laughs> I'd like to see the mom spider come into the little baby spider's web. It's like, this web this web is a freaking disgrace. People are going to be walking out in these marijuana fields with all these spiders that just don't give a damn. <laughs> anybody that's there. I, I tell you what, nothing. there's nothing more pathetic to see than a group of lazy spiders just laying around, just slopping it. I can only imagine Charlotte Webb's, Charlotte's Web 2, Chapter 1. Eh, never mind. <laughs> However, if you're planning on growing LSD, beware. Spiders that are high on LSD spin highly geometric webs, even more so than when they're sober. <laughs> <laughs> do, they, do they have a break room where they get all buzzed out and smoked high on that LSD stuff? 
Yes, it's called the Web of Destruction. Oh, man, yeah. I tell you what, nobody's got anything on an LSD spider. I'm pretty sure we may have to talk to an LSD spider next week's podcast because there ain't no telling what's going to come of that. But, uh, yeah, so our integrated pest management segment of this week is uh, lazy spiders and the Cheetos that they're too lazy to even eat. So, yeah, that's... If if you want if you needed some CEUs for your integrated pest management section of your private applicator license, boom, it's in the mail. Now before we get any deeper into that, let's move on to our next ne- next subject of marijuana. What is it? It's uh it's the law. We're gonna be talking about the law. Yeah, yeah, that's things that go together: the law and dope, the law and marijuana. Well, we looked up a couple things, and uh, as you would expect. Um, I know there's a lot of libertarians out there, and they think we should have all drugs just legalized. You know, they should think it's just a free-for-all. Anything goes. Strippers, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria, as our good friend Bill Murray would say. Well, as you would expect, nothing really positive became of legalized marijuana in Colorado, Washington, California. Not just because of the actual people that live there that probably needed weed more than anybody else in the world. But the actual statistics that are starting to come out during the Obama administration, he passed a uh, he didn't pass anything. He just did executive orders. He wrote an executive order that would uh, direct the federal government to look past all these states that are uh, legalizing cannabis. And um, in one legal language. And before we go any further, just know that Nancy is Nancy Reagan alive. Landon still she. I don't think so. I think she passed away last year or the year before. Okay. Well, then she's rolling over in her grave then because this is the last thing she wants. She said, just say no. She didn't say, just say dope. Okay? She didn't say, just say coke. I think her words were saying nope to dope. (laughs) That was a Saved by the Bell episode. There's no hope with dope. That's right. You're saved by the bell because that means you can hide your weed in your desktop before the teacher rolls around. Of course, granted, it was based in California, so I'm sure all those honkies were smoking as much reefer as they could get into their lungs. And from the sounds of it, they were late to class. Yeah, they they were never actually saved by the bell, which was kind of ironic, but I digress. Law statistics for legalized cannabis in states. It's not good. Higher. Okay, the, the scariest thing, we just got to get straight to it. The scariest thing was... More reports of kids under the age of eight being called into poison control centers. That's some high-end parenting right there. You know, some I know some parents have given their kids a little shot of Benadryl to help them sleep at night. I've, it's never even crossed my mind to go get a roach clip or a potholder and stick it in my kid's humidifier and let it steam there all night while I can waft in the fresh cannabis signals of a good marijuana blunt. Oh, man, that, that, that's sick. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, so as you'd imagine, there's more DWIs due to marijuana. There's more um, theft of, let's see, theft of hot dogs, theft of snow cones, and an unexpected decline in motivation and a high increase of thefts of fast food restaurants and Spencer's Gifts stores in your local mall. Apparently those bang milkshakes aren't aren't curing the munchies. Oh, uh, tell us about the bang the bong milkshakes in India, uh, Landon. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's pronounced bong or bang. It's spelled B H A N G, and it's a milkshake from India that one of its main ingredients is marijuana. 
That's um. Now is that you have to be lactose intolerant for that, don't you? Or lactose tolerant <laughs> that you can tolerate all the weed that your system can handle. Is that right? You have to be very tolerant. Yeah, I won't tolerate lactose. It just I just won't stand for it. That's that's what that says to me. But yeah, bong milkshakes in India. That's that that that'll cure their uh, overcrowding po- uh, problem over there in the great subcontinent of India. I hope it's gluten free. If it's not, I'm not buying it. It's just all there is to it, especially if it's GMO'd. So the law, the law is pretty cut and dry. If you legalize a drug, things are going to go wrong. If you, you know, there's alcohol. Of course, that's the biggest argument ever. Well, why alcohol causes more problems than weed? Well, there's a whole lot more high-functioning alcoholics than there is a whole lot more out high-functioning dopeheads. Trust me, I've seen them. I went to college. Granted, it was in the Texas Panhandle, but you know, in a conservative area of the country, but there was still plenty of pot being smoked. I remember actually the first time I ever saw the stuff, it was a, a third eye blind concert in Amarillo, oh, Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, semi-charmed life, baby. It <laughs> doesn't get any more weed tastic than that. Well, I was, you know, this is like my junior year of high school, walked in to the Amarillo civic center Coliseum. And these chicks and dudes were sitting in a semicircle. Actually, it was a really messy web is what they were sitting on. And just smoking this biggest blunt I've ever seen. Well, the only blunt I've ever seen. And just freaking token up like it's 1969, the summer of love, or, you know, the uncut version of Days to Confused. Nonetheless, I thought I was going to, I literally thought I was going to gag. It was terrible. Couldn't believe it. I thought somebody brought in a bushel basket of kosher weeds and just started lighting them on fire. Nonetheless, I finally got over the smell and we sang along till the, the day went out. Yeah, but that was my first time that I ever saw it, Landon. You've got to reminisce on yours. Oh, I will. I was I was waiting for one of your stories about not inhaling, but <clears throat> my first time to smell that was in the dorms at Texas Tech and Sneed University. And back Sneed in, dormitory, right? Oh yeah, and back in those days, they didn't have air conditioning in Sneed. That's where all the uncool kids went, like me. And yeah, figures. So in the in the hot months, you have to have your windows open, and man, let me tell you, it it really comes in at night. There's more people people in Sneed, or at least when I was there, they were bouncing around. They were bouncing around more than a beach ball at a Nickelback concert. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I still don't get the hatred of Nickelback. They're they're cool. They're awful. Uh, yeah, yeah. You you also thought Merle Haggard was a place in Tennessee. I wonder what Merle Haggard's take is on marijuana. Is he alive? No, he died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he don't smoke no marijuana in Muskogee. No, not Yeah, or he don't even smoke his draft card. I bet he didn't didn't smoke Waylon Jennings when that dude kicked the bucket. Hmm. Well, maybe so. Probably not. Yeah. is Willie Nelson might. That dude smokes his... Oh, yeah. That that dude probably smokes his own fingernail clippings. (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, we're going to go the gifting. I said mentioned gifting early in the uh, in the podcast this week, and it's actually a, tied to the law. And uh, what gifting is, it's, it's a loophole is what it is. And uh, from the website, um, CBS News, and if you can believe that, we're going to use CBS News. But uh, a little paragraph reads, the legal language makes it permissible to pass a joint at a party or drop a bud in your brother's Christmas stocking. Nothing says, welcome baby Lord Jesus Christ, than giving a little uh, dose of marijuana in your little brother's stocking for the week. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we're going to lift your name up. Hi. (laughs) But some entrepreneurs see it as an opportunity to get ahead of the regulated market, planning an early stake in what could become a crowded and lucrative industry. 
Santa Claus, if you're bringing the sleigh, you better be bringing the reefer wagon with you. Yeah, forget the milk and cookies. It better be bang milkshakes and brownies. That's right. I, no, nothing says Christmas like a possible addiction to a new gateway drug. But uh, yeah, so gifting, that if you want to skirt the law, if you want to skirt the federal government, just try that. Drop it in your, you know, if you, you can probably make a Hanukkah wreath. What is it called? The candelabra? Yeah. You can smoke your, you can even smoke a religion, let alone smoking your friend that probably smoked too much weed and crashed into a tree because he was too lazy to put on his turn signal. You can smoke your buddy and you can smoke your religious artifacts. Instead of eight crazy nights, it's going to be eight crazy bowls. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be eight days of unemployment, one of the two. But yeah, so keep that in mind. Okay, banking. Financing your cannabis business. That's right. Now, you know, a lot of us farmers, we're going to the bank, you know, this time of the year, and we're going to start we're going to start reevaluating our operating note for this coming year's uh, cash crop, and uh, we're going to have that long talk, and everybody's going to be real pessimistic, and they're going to let you have the money anyway. But uh, a cannabis credit union, a cannabis federal credit union in Colorado, is it Colorado, Landon, Oregon? I don't know where, let's see, right here. We did another website, and this is from Leafly. Dot com. I don't even. I think it's a scam website, but um, fake news. Fake, yeah, fake news. After years of frustration, this um, this website quotes: "There appears to be light on the horizon for Colorado's embattled fourth corner credit union, the first financial institution created specifically to serve the legal cannabis industry." That's right, as opposed to the illegal cannabis industry, which is pretty much everywhere. But um, so. This credit union can't actually finance direct cannabis operations. They can't finance the greenhouses. They can't finance the FedEx guys that come and travel, the, you know, and, and ship this stuff. They can do the, um, what's it called? Oh, here's a big word for you, Landon. I bet you've never heard of ancillary companies. Oh, wow. That's right. It says they cannot service plant-touching businesses. This is like uh, the high-end strip club. You can't touch the plants. You can only look. That's right. This bank can only sit there with their hands nervously on their thighs while the while the ancillary, I think that's the actual stripper's name, just, <laughs> just dances in front of you for a tease. This ancillary business, it, it just says in a squeaky voice, now I know you want to finance me, honey, but that'll be an extra $100. <laughs> yeah, just sit there and look with your bloodshot eyes. <laughs> that's right. And you're depressed a single life that you're going to go back to once you leave the strip club. That's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. But anyway, back to the story. They cannot service plant-touching businesses, but the ability to provide credit union services to ancillary cannabis businesses, he said, whoever he is, represents a significant breakthrough. The regional Fed's decision, he added, validates the importance of the cannabis legalization movement that not only increases demand for highly motivated spiders, but also for anyone willing to get into the uh, competitive food-eating competitions. Which we can't have because people high on marijuana have stolen all the hot dogs. That's right, yeah. And I've seen a competitive hot dog eating contest. They douse the bun in water. There, there are a few things more disgusting than soggy bread. It's, know, whatever happened to Heinz 57? Oh, jeez. Yeah, Heinz 57, that's just a bottle full of sodium is all that is. <laughs> Liquefied sodium. I think you're better off smoking the bud with your bud in the bud. But nonetheless... Yeah, so there's a federal credit union, but they cannot service plant-touching businesses. That's right. They're not BYOB businesses. Getting paid to not grow a crop instead of CRP, this sounds like 
THC. <laughs> CRP for your THC. Come on. Well, hey, Landon, could you lead us into our? We we teased it into the first segment of the, this week's podcast. Tell us what our uh, last part of this marijuana uh, extravaganza is going to be about. Well, the last part is a story that was on the internet. It's kind of circulating around. It's about Girl Scouts who are selling, taking advantage of all the marijuana shops or marijuana joints, if you will, and selling their Girl Scout cookies outside the doors. And there was one Girl Scout who sold over 300 boxes outside of a marijuana shop. That's one busy spider. I tell you what, that's capitalism at its best. I mean, if you're going to let these people smoke weed, you might as well take advantage of everything else that's in their pockets because um, chances are those pockets are holy and... Um, I don't know. Can you charge? Do they have a charge account for Girl Scout cookies, Landon? I'm not really sure, Brent. I've kind of stayed away from them since they jipped me on my thin minutes last year. Yeah, the last time people showed up to our house, they were Jehovah's Witnesses, and we just ran them off with a broom. Well, back to the, the Girl Scouts, and according to uh, Comonews.com, this is in San Diego, the headline starts out with, um, yeah, what does it say? Nine-year-old girl sells Girl Scout cookies outside marijuana dispensary, and there wasn't a spider in sight. Well... <laughs> The first, yeah, it goes on to say, some may think this is bad parenting. Yeah, that would be me. Now, it's good business, but it's bad parenting. Some may think this is bad parenting, while others may think it is an awesome marketing strategy. Cell phone videos show a nine-year-old girl. Okay, let's stop right there. Who is videoing a nine-year-old girl, and why are they we allowed within 500 feet of anybody under the age of 14? But I digress. Cell phone video shows a nine-year-old girl selling her Girl Scout cookies out of a wagon near a marijuana dispensary in San Diego. The father and daughter would like to remain anonymous, even though their big fat mug is on the front page of this website. The father and daughter would like to remain anonymous, but told KGTV she has sold more than 300 boxes of cookies in two or three hour trips on Wednesday and Friday. And also, she's been offered two dozen rides in a van without any windows. Urban Leaf posted on Instagram, get some Girl Scout cookies with your GSC today until 4 p.m. Have a friend that wants to hashtag tag along? Bring them with shopping is more... F- bring. This is a terribly written article. Bring them with shopping is more fun with friends anyway. And apparently so is getting kidnapped. I think the person writing this article is doing more than just reporting at this place. I think this dude got some THC with his GSC. But- but good for the Girl Scout. I mean, that's that's good business, and I'm sure I'm sure the patch that she's going to get sewn on her vest will be will be sewn on with some hemp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't. It's every little girl's dream. I don't know. I was never a little girl, and I don't identify as a little girl. But how many times did your big sister tell you about the time that she got her? dope patch <laughs> the problem was it's the same place where she later would get her tramp stamp five years later yeah which would go which would go along great with the lazy spider web on her left elbow i'm pretty sure if i would if i was an indian lazy spider would probably be my name not because i smoke dope just because it's pretty it's a pretty bitchin name you know dances with wolves that was kind of gay but lazy spider i dig it yeah it stands with a fist well you think you would think that one would be in 50 shades of gray Ugh. Fifty Shades of Grey. That's up there, and that that's Landon's top ten list, I think. It's Lazy Spider and uh, stands with a fist. It's kind of sounds more like yoga positions, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, so Girl Scouts and cannabis places, just two things that just should not be synonymous with one another. Kind of like in Amarillo, if you go on what is that? You, you know it really good on Forty Fifth Street between Culture and Sansi. There is a 
Landon knows it. That when I say he knows it very good, this is Landon. No, he's he he does it. He just kind of knows it. There is a topless bar, literally two doors down from the Girl Scouts of America offices. I am not kidding. You need to Google. You need to street view this thing. It is so awesome. And to top it all off, we were driving down one day trying to find Wi-Fi, and you should have seen the filth that these people named their Wi-Fi networks. And we just prayed to God that it wasn't the Girl Scouts because one Wi-Fi network was lips and elephant ears. And this was as we were driving by the Girl Scout cookie, uh, the Girl Scout office. And the next Wi-Fi network we got was Thin Mints 1947 hashtag. So we were really praying that one went to one and one went to the Girl Scouts because that was pretty nasty and a pretty, you know, pretty inconsiderate if you if you really want to know because what if you get some rogue Girl Scouts in that one building and they have a really powerful Wi-Fi router at the strip club and it leeches over two doors down and that comes up on their Wi-Fi deal? I mean. That's a patch that the Girl Scouts just don't need to sew on. <laughs> That's true, Brent. But, you know, even even good girls can can go down that road. Just look at, don't want to reference Saved by the Bell again, but just look at Jesse Spano. Yeah, she went from Saved by the Bell to Showgirls. I don't know if that was a step up or a step down, to be honest with you. Oh, Jesse Spano. Just, you can't get enough of Jesse Spano. Evidently, she couldn't get over those caffeine pills. <laughs> I, what did she? What did she say? I'm, I'm, so I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. Pills. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Jesse, Jesse. I'm so disgusted, to be honest with you, because she couldn't sing on caffeine pills. That bit still makes me want to go to my room. I know. Just say no to drugs. I tell you what. Yeah, say no to dope. So, yeah, there's there's no hope with dope, Landon. You should know that by now. There's like the posters in your local YMCA. When it comes to grass, just pass. <laughs> I pass on grass. Well, hey, that, that's been a that's been a pretty heartfelt episode, I would say. Just exciting Really don't do drugs, kids. And really, go to Girl Scouts before you go to the strip club. There, there's a low, lot more hope with learning how to rub two sticks together than rubbing your d***s together. <laughs> okay, that was highly unprofessional, but it, it's got to be infectious. Yeah, seriously, Don. During this next week, if you happen to see some spiders, you know, try to give them some words of encouragement because you never know which ones are depressed or easily distracted. They're they're having trouble out there. Hey, we're all in this together. You see an eight-legged friend that's just looking down, and it just made a crappy web that you walked into, and you're bringing a swat down anyway. You know, give him a little leg up. <laughs> but hey, I think that's we got so we we got a lot more farming in here this week, didn't we? I think Landon. I think so. I think so. I'm, it's kind of getting me fired up and ready to start pre-watering. No, that's the last thing on my mind right now. Which, 480 gallons of plant, it's, we should have started pre-watering eight months ago. Yeah, well, well, once again, Landon, he's all about those record-setting deals. So next week, I can almost guarantee you we're going to see we're at 115 today. So we're going to be at 122 by the time you hear our next episode. Because it ain't going to rain. Just don't worry about it. Uh, we're but, keeping this rolling. That's right. And Landon, much better job this week. Last week, I couldn't hardly get a pearl out of that oyster you were pushing out. Yeah, I must be on LSD because I'm, I'm a lot more motivated. Yeah, if I, if I call you next week and your wife is 
complaining at you for making a sloppy, lazy web. I'll know that you uh, listen to this podcast one too many times. Well, maybe making some of those brownies we were talking listening to earlier. Well, you know, if things get any worse, any drier, that maybe we have to go to. But we might have to build a build us a greenhouse. But that'll be in a later episode. But uh, hey, I think we're gonna call that a uh, call that a wrap on this episode. We hope you everybody enjoyed it. We're gonna be back here next week to talk about more inappropriate stuff and. Um, I might have to change my rating from G to at least a PG-13. So, uh, yeah, rubbing those sticks together. <laughs> Landon, thanks for coming. I bet we'll have you again. Uh, sounds good, Brent. All righty. Until next time, you know what we're going to be asking you. That's right. You cue that music. What side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast. Brought to you by Brando's Brownies. We'll put you up when you really want to be down. The Dryline Farmer Podcast. All rights reserved. 2018. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Trader Brent. Landon doesn't have Twitter.